everybody. I'm Sarah Tinker, Minister with our Kensington Unitarians community. And here we are again for our virtual Sunday morning gathering on Zoom, reaching out and connecting with you wherever you are, however you're feeling today and whatever is going on for you in your life at this time. That word, connection, it's what it's all about, isn't it? For we are living, aren't we, through a time when we need to keep our physical distance in order to keep one another safe. And that very real experience of distance needs us then to make an extra effort to find other ways to connect. So thank you to all of you who are here this morning and a big thanks to everyone who's reached out to connect with someone this week who can't be with us online in some way. So these phone calls, cards, gifts arriving in the post, they all help people know that they belong. And a warm hello as well to all of you who are listening on a podcast or watching a video of this service on YouTube sometime in the future. Those of you who are with us on Zoom and are new to our Sunday morning gatherings, well, please feel free to join in at a level that feels right for you. It is fine to just sit back, switch off your video and listen if that's more restful for you. There's no need to join in in any active way, although there is chance to speak and sing at several points in this gathering. But simply your presence here is what matters most to us. Our gathering today is a celebration of flowers. And it reminds us of a yearly ritual held in many Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities around the world, known as the Flower Communion. This ritual was created in the 1930s by Norbert Chapek, minister with the Prague Unitarian community in what was then Czechoslovakia. And we'll hear a bit more about Chapek later on, but we'll start with words that are attributed to him to invite us into shared, sacred space together. So let's settle ourselves in the here and now, time and place, with a conscious breath. And enter with me the sacred space. Bring with you what is yours, a burdened heart, a joyous song, a wearied spirit, a seeking mind. Bring the gift of yourself to the altar, for it is an honourable gift. Enter into the communion of flowers. Enter with joyful hearts. Enter with reverent thoughts. For it has taken long months beneath cold ground for these flowers to prepare their blooming. And it has taken each of us long times of growth through sorrows and joys to prepare for our living now. The blooming season is short. The flowers stay only a brief time. We are travellers upon the earth. Travellers through all too brief lifetimes. Therefore let our moments be bountiful, let us rejoice in our unique colours. Let us celebrate together in love. But as we travel, 
we take with us memories of golden hours together, together among the flowers. And our chalice flame is, is lit here today as it is in all our gatherings. May it remind us of the light shining within each of us, within each living being and throughout all of creation. Let's make ourselves as comfortable as we can. Taking this time to turn inwards. Aligning ourselves with that which guides our living in this world. The very ground of our being. And in a week filled once again with news of people just like us trying to move from one part of the world to another, meeting so many hardships along the way. Let us pray for all people who have had to leave their homes for any reason, all displaced persons, all refugees, all asylum seekers, all immigrants. It's hard for many of us to imagine what it must be like to feel the need to leave one country and seek refuge and a new life in another. But those of us who are blessed with homes of comfort and safety, we can at least give thanks for the privileges of our lives. There are some among us who are far from home. Let's think of those currently away from home, from London perhaps, with love and with commitment to help all people feel welcome here in this community. The issue of refugees and displaced people is a concern throughout our world. So let us pray for the lawmakers and the enforcers who have such a task. Maybe they be blessed always with compassion in their words and actions. May they never forget that they too might find themselves without a home and in danger. When the words economic migrant are used to describe people that some developed countries are trying to shut out, may we have the humility and the grasp of history required to remind us that our good fortune is based entirely on our ancestors moving about the earth to seek better conditions for themselves and their offspring, us. Oh, may our world community find ever new creative ways to help one another and to overcome the problems that cause people to leave their homes. Economic uncertainty and inequality hatred and oppression, warfare, hunger, shortage of water. Oh, let us be people who rise to the challenge and keep searching for humane ways to resolve these complex issues. And in our own lives, let us never slip into complacency in our thinking. But rather be grateful for that which we have, ever attentive to the needs of others, 
doing what we can, however small, to make this world of ours ever more just, more humane, more compassionate and friendlier, more beautiful home for all. May this be so for the greater good of all. Let us say together to that aspiration, Amen. And now let me hand over to Pat Gregory, who knows a thing or two about growing flowers and plants. Flowers are our friends. When my children were small, I did gardening as a way of earning some extra money. And one of the gardens I've visited belonged to an elderly lady who had dementia. Whenever I visited her, she would say that the flowers were her friends and she was never alone when they were blooming. Her daughter made sure that she always had a vase of beautiful flowers on her kitchen table. She opened my eyes to the beauty and simplicity of how nature can take us to a level of consciousness beyond our everyday perception. Nature shows us that whatever happens, there is always growth. We can see beyond our everyday problems and watch the flowers grow. I now have an allotment in which I grow many different vegetables and they often surprise me when they produce exquisite flowers instead of the vegetables I expected. I have learned to honour all plants and before working in the garden, I tune in and send love and gratitude for the wonder they have brought into my life. Then somehow, like magic, I know what is needed. More light, more water, or maybe some fertilizer. It seems that all life visits the garden. The bees, butterflies, caterpillars, slugs and snails all go about their business side by side, pollinating, eating the vegetables and laying eggs. This has shown me that there is enough for us all if we allow nature to guide us. Some plants grow enormous and fast while others take their time and slowly develop as if they are shy of showing themselves. It's the same with people. They have their own way of growing and if we allow enough space for this to happen, they will often surprise us by flowering beautifully. There is such joy to be had when we watch as nature unfolds in its own time and we give attention moment by moment to, the, to this wonder of being alive. Thank you so much for that reflection, Pat. And uh, we're going to have a look at a picture now. Marianne Harvey showed us this embroidered picture the other day at our coffee morning when we were talking about this celebration of flowers. 
Marianne has had this picture for some 50 years and she's so grateful to the unknown embroiderer for putting so much life and love into this little piece. She says, this is our invitation to remember how blessed we are with nature's abundance and that we can find solace there in nature in life's difficult times. So we might like to take that idea into a, a time of meditation. Um, do get yourselves in a comfy position um, where you can relax for six minutes or so. Um, you might want to switch off your camera or just sit back and relax. This will be six or seven minutes or so. We'll have a reading about the wonderful variety of people comparing us all with flowers. And that will lead into three minutes in silence. And then our silence comes to an end with some piano music. So just take one of those lovely conscious breaths. Just allow the exhalation to let the tension that we all feel in our muscles just release towards the ground a bit. You might want to soften your gaze or close your eyes, whatever works for you. Take another of those lovely breaths deep into the belly. Feel your shoulder muscles softening, sinking to the floor, your back easing perhaps, any tension that we hold in our faces just softening and relaxing. But now is a time when we can let go. And perhaps we can make a little step in accepting who we are and accepting others as they are as we listen to this beautiful description by Claire Feingold Thorin of a bouquet of people and an invitation for us to be grateful for them all. Oh, let's give thanks for a bouquet of people. We give thanks for children. Like tulips and iris, they multiply around us making the world ever more filled with colour, beauty, new life. May we bless them as they replant themselves ever further from us, knowing that they need their own space to grow into. We give thanks for generous neighbours as constant in bloom as echinacea and whose gifts lift up body and spirit. We give thanks for feisty friends, as indomitable as geraniums, and for continuous people who, like ivy, hold on and never let go and can never be gotten rid of. For crotchety friends, as prickly as rose bushes, their beauty a secret that is only discovered through careful gardening. For surprising people, who at first glance seem dour and then blossom into joy as quickly as Forsythia. For funny friends, silly as snapdragons, and serious friends, complex as chrysanthemums. For comfortable people, their gentle presence as soothing as the sweet smell of lilac. For stormy weather friends, who stand by us in hard times like Lily of the Valley that cannot be deterred 
neither by shade nor shadow. For old friends, nodding like sunflowers in the evening time, and young friends coming on as fast as flocks. For folks as unpretentious as dogwood, as steadfast as azalea, and who like snowdrops can be counted on to see you through the winter and remind you, spring always comes. For the loving people who wind around us like wisteria and embraces, despite our blights, our wilts and our witherings. And finally, for forget-me-not friends, gone but never forgotten. Their beauty lives on in our memories and our hearts. For this bouquet of people who brighten our lives each in their own way, let us give thanks as we enter the fellowship of silence together now.
this um, this piece is titled Some Thoughts on Our Oh So Human Bunch of Flowers. That some thoughts bit means it's quite short, hasn't been fully thought through, but there may be a little something in there, some little bud that will um, interest you in some way. And I want to start with some words from Ramdas that have helped me and I know other people over the years. He's actually talking about trees, not flowers, but I think it, it's got the same message. When you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees. And some of them are bent and some of them are straight and some of them are evergreens and some of them are, well, whatever. And you look at the tree and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that it didn't get enough light. And so it turned that way. And, and you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. The minute you get near humans, you lose all that. And you're constantly saying, oh, you're too this or I'm too that. That judging mind comes in. And so I practice, writes Ramdas, I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just the way they are. So what Ramdas is, is describing there, I think, is a vital aspect of choosing a spiritual approach to our living. Many people living in this world stick to their own tribe or family or or nation, or interest group, or political party, or fam, or football team, and then the the tendency is to distrust the outsiders, the people who look or sound different from us, the ones who wear different shirts, or whose views of the world are different from ours. If we are truly to live our spiritual values, well, we have to take steps towards those people, don't we, who are different from us, at least in our thinking. When we find ourselves judging and assessing others, which of course is the task that the human mind was involved to carry, evolved to carry out, am I safe with this person or this group? Are they a threat to me, those people over there? If we're on the spiritual path, well, if we're on the spiritual path, we'll get a little reminder from time to time of the truth that we are one people and we have to work on that oneness here here in our own hearts and in our own heads in our habitual ways of thinking that need a shake-up from time to time i mentioned earlier on that the flower communion ritual was uh, created by minister norbert chapek for the prague congregation in the 1930s People would bring a flower to church on that particular Sunday, place them in a shared bowl, and just as Jane described with her gerbera, at the end of the service, they'd leave with a flower different from the one that they'd brought with them. A bouquet of humanity. Our oh-so-human bouquet of people. It's a powerful reminder, isn't it, of a community being made up of individuals each with unique characteristics, together creating something quite, quite beautiful. 
Norbert Chapek died in a Nazi prison in the Second World War. He could have stayed safe in America when war broke out, but he chose to go back to his congregation and he worked with others to bring Jewish refugees to places of safety. Now, I suspect if Chapek were alive today, he'd point out to us that the rise in hatred and division that we are witnessing does have some parallels with Europe in the 1930s. The other week, I jotted down in my notebook some words by uh, journalist George Monbiot, who wrote, beware of anyone who describes a human being as something other than a human being. A quick look through some newspaper headlines will show us, I think, how the flames of fear and hatred are being fanned in this country of ours. We have government ministers who are giving us textbook examples of what sociologists called othering, the describing of groups of people in such a way that they seem alien or separate from us. It's a remarkably effective technique. And one that in truth, we most of us anyway, use all the time to define ourselves and our positions in the world. The spiritual task for us all then is to return our thinking to an image that includes us all. Just one bunch of flowers, one human race, containing flowers we may not like, we don't approve of, flowers we may rightly have concerns about, flowers we may fundamentally disagree with, but we're all in this vase of human existence together. Now, how shall we live? And I thought this would be the ideal opportunity for us all. Uh, anybody who brought a flower today or is wearing a flowery shirt, why don't we just raise them up and appreciate them. These examples of the flowers and the fruits that represent our individual existences. Let's enjoy looking at all of those if we can. And of course, when we are in this vase of human existence together, the question is, how then shall we live? Well, how shall we live? Shall we live beautifully? Shall we live lovingly? Shall we live forever increasing the kindness that we show to other human beings? So pondering that task of living together, that's going to be my spiritual exercise for the week ahead. Perhaps you'd like to join me. Amen. And we get a chance to sing now. We're going to sing a hymn, um, like all Unitarian activities. This is entirely optional. Um, if you'd rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen soon, I think you'll enjoy them because the hymn, Bring Flowers to Our Altar, I think reminds us of what we can and do bring to the life of our world. And I hope you enjoyed this recording from the Unitarian Music Society. Bring flowers to our altar and we are all going to be muted, including me. Bring flowers. 
Lovely. Thank you. So my thanks go to Jane and Janine for all the really focused background work of hosting today and to our pianist, Sandra Smith, who found some really lovely music to fit in with this um, floral theme and to Pat Gregory and Marianne Harvey for sharing their thoughts. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you here today. We'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m. service on Zoom. And you're also welcome to join us for our 10.30 coffee morning on Tuesday. Do get in touch with Jane, our outreach officer, if you'd like to hear about some online talks uh, this week as part of our annual Unitarian Hucklow Summer School, daily speakers on the excellent theme of speaking the truth in love, having the courage of our convictions in a post-truth age. Important issues if we're all living in one vase together. And our Thursday at three group is on this Thursday at, um, that's the 27th of August at 3 p.m. Uh, could you send me uh, a couple of poems that you'd like to read out, your own or other people's? And the theme is just your favorite poems, so anything is possible. If you can let me have those by Wednesday lunchtime, I can get them to everybody who's coming. And um, thanks to everybody who's made a donation recently to church funds, it's really helpful. Um, it's a bit of a boost for the staff to know that we can keep going with our work out there in the world. But my suggestion actually for the third week running is if you've got any spare money in your bank or in your pocket, could you send it to the Red Cross appeal for the um, crisis in the Lebanon and in the Yemen? Uh, don't forget that we've got a virtual coffee time after the service in small groups if you'd like to join in. And we want to take a photo of us all um, as soon as the music ends. So do sit around and stick around, hold your flower and be your gorgeous self uh, just for a few moments. Um, and we're going to have some closing words in a moment. Um, so and that's going to be followed by the one and only Cornish floral dance, which, you know, I do recommend you jig around to if you like. Uh, so why don't we get gallery view now so we can see all of us for the closing words. Let's enjoy that feeling of connection with one another. And I extinguish our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. And I send the light of that candle out into the world that all lives may be blessed by the beauty of nature in which we live and of which we are part. And may our lives, privileged as some of us are in so many ways, may our lives reflect the beauty all around us, gifts of nature unearned and so often taken for granted. May we notice the beauty in our living and do what we can to share and enhance the beauty that surrounds us all the days of our lives. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.